the Luminous Possibilities Podcast. We offer a diversity of perspectives from many fields of medicine, esoteric and ancient wisdom, and subtle energy, arts, and sciences. Find deeply fulfilling pathways for co-creating yourself, life, and human communities around you. Find inspiring attunements to your own optimal living roadmap, true authentic self, and the most radiant frequency for living life to the fullest. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Luminous Possibilities podcast. I'm your co-host, Keenan White, and I'm here today with Jyoti, your living luminous advocate. She is a dear friend of mine and just has been a remarkable inspiration and light in my world. And so I'm really excited to do some kind of black hole diving with you. I feel like we get to do um, usually touching in on the big existential pieces of life and um at least that's that's how i've been enjoying connecting to you um so how would you like to introduce yourself to everybody yeah well the title living luminous or luminous living advocate is something that uh, came to me some time ago I can describe myself as a yogi, a meditator, uh, an explorer of consciousness and practices that promote self-mastery. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I love it. So with self-mastery, it's it's such a huge subject. It's something I'm definitely interested in. How did you, was there a point in your life where you started to to think like, okay, this this is what I want to focus on? No, you know that this um, this whole notion of self mastery is something that I just recently came to realize that that's what I've been doing all my life. Uh, when I look back in my life and I look at when I was a dancer, it was mastery of of the body, um, and then that moved into yoga pretty quickly. My interest switched over to yoga because I was always interested in uh, spirituality and growing up Catholic, I, that didn't really, that really didn't do it for me. So I started studying world religions and, and then when I found yoga, I was like, well, yoga is the body and it's the mind and it's the spirit all together. So that was the beginning of, I guess, my interest in self-mastery. Amazing. Yeah. It's, there seems to me so far in my life that there's not a whole lot of paths that really encapsulate so many aspects of um, integrating the mind, the body, the, the emotions, the spirit, other than yoga. Um, there's been times where, you know, I started off in a, a meditative practice and it sort of led me to yoga. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't know if I want to be just sitting and meditating and transcending reality all day. Well, how do I live in the world? How do I bring maybe what I've realized and what I've been experiencing and practicing into like a, a lived form. And then I, w- I went off and I did some body work and I got into astrology and some other things. And then it just came back to yoga. It was like, but there's really like this system, the the branches from it are just, they're just remarkable. I mean, it, incredible. it's incredible. Right. Yeah. Right. Self, self, self-knowledge, self, um, and and the small self and and the, the big self, both really right. Yeah. So when you say self mastery, is that what you mean? Uh, well, when I self mastery is 
Mm, that's a great question. Well, it's, I think it's impossible to master the, the, the self with a capital S because we're, we're already that. So it's more about the process. I, I think part of the self-mastery is the process of, of realizing and of understanding that that's the, that the essence of who we are. Um, <laughs> and then there's the, the, the kind of unique individual that we are and, and how we, hmm. you know, how, what that evolution, what that process is to, to, to master the body and the, and the breath and the mind and the emotions and the thoughts. And so, yeah, per- perhaps there's a level of mastery that I can see with, with the body, with the breath, with the mind and almost having this appropriate place for, um, you know, this, this center of like what's steering the ship. And I, I oftentimes refer that to that as the emperor mm. being the heart. Mm-hmm. And if the mind is in that seat, then it gets tricky. And really the mind is more like a knight, mm-hmm. you know, and it's more of a tool. And the more that we um, can see that, I feel like the mind takes its rightful place. Um, but even in this like relative world of the personality, it seems that part of that self mastery is perhaps that realization you're pointing to around this idea that we already are who we, who we are. There's no, in some ways it's, it's not like we're, we're necessarily getting somewhere. So there, there's something interesting I've been kind of just reflecting on lately around growth, mm. you know, cause there's so much personal development and this growth mindset and that's beautiful. And sometimes I think it can be misleading because it's like we're we're getting somewhere. This idea of like, yeah. if I keep doing this, then I'm going to get somewhere. Uh huh. Yeah. And it seems like there there's some fallacy in that. Yeah. Well, there is. You know, it's like it's the paradox of. Um, I love this uh, quote by a spiritual teacher called Ajashanti, and the quote is something like, I probably don't have the exact quote, but it's um, always being, always becoming, and so it points to what we're talking about. We are utterly perfect in our essence of who we are and yet there is this kind of inexplicable drive uh in some more than others to um to evolve or to grow or to to change and that's uh it's i don't know you know what life would be like if we didn't have some of that drive i think it would be fairly uninteresting you know but there's that that's um that's kind of exciting that's um you know how how can we how can we open our minds enough to realize that yes all possible there's possibilities all possibilities are possible how, mm-hmm. how, how can we open our hearts to uh, to have uh, you know such great compassion for for ourselves and for for each other um, you know I think that that there's you know and certainly now this time is such an interesting time that we're in that there's so much um, information coming out in so many different modalities and so many ways that we can continue to grow or, or, or evolve. Yeah. It's, it's it's kind of an amazing, almost like Renaissance Mm -hmm. to me at this, at this time. And and yet we have this global pandemic going on. So there's this um, almost kind of like a shadow umbrella, umbrella Mm -hmm. of a shadow, but really I think, what's happening in a lot of people's homes and what I've seen and people I've talked to is like people are um, really loving life. And I see so many people lit up with joy around doing things in their lives that 
really reflect who they are and, and their authenticity. Um, and I, I know that that's what's deeply inspiring um, in my life is like seeing that and then also living more into that. Um, yeah, where can we go from there? Um, so many possibilities. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to finally drop and relax, drop the I'm getting somewhere thing mm -hmm. and drop into the I am who I am and I am who I'm becoming. Mm. And I think it was, I said something interesting to a friend. I am who I'm becoming. I love that. Uh -huh. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, this guy who said, uh, he's like, what's going on with you? And, you know, I'm, I'm just chatting. And he's like, you know, I think I'm I'm really sinking into this just like more of who I am. He's like, yeah, you know, that, that path that just, it's, it's like you're, you're heading towards yourself, but you've already, you've always already been there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just funny how, how simple things can be mm -hmm. on any spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I guess I consider myself somewhat of a seeker Yeah. in a certain sense, but there's a certain point I think where the seeker becomes maybe this, the seer or they're the seeking seizes. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And the seat, the the thing that's sought, maybe it's some holy grail of of some some mm -hmm. kinds. Yeah, is eventually, it's like it's like the back of your own head. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's um, and that's it can be. I think that's can be tricky too. This. Yeah, the seeker. I certainly had that so strong for so many years, um, and it was just this energy that was just unstoppable, um, and it caused me uh, a great deal of um, challenges and um, and suffering, quite frankly. Um, and then when it started to fall away, it was it's such a relief, such a relief. And there's this, you know, even talking about like this idea of self mastery is it can be tricky because. Uh, I think that when I first started on what you would call a spiritual path, I was under the illusion that I was seeking some kind of perfection. And, you know, so uh, there is, and in, in, in this discovery of self-mastery, part of it is realizing my imperfection and just, and, and um, being, and embracing it and being okay with it. And that's part, and, and it sounds kind of strange, but I think that's been, at least for me personally, part of my growth of, of self-mastery is seeing that I'm not, I'm not the, you know, I'm not perfect and I'm, I'm going to make mistakes and just allowing, uh, you know, allowing uh, much more, much more room for, for the process of growth or, mm -hmm. or realization or whatever, whatever word you want to, to use but to to make room for it because it's it knows what it's doing with with us mm -hmm. this this self with a capital s knows what it's doing and so it's just a matter of of trusting that and um you know just getting on page with how it wants to manifest <laughs> yeah so it feels like a really nice segue actually the getting on the page for how the, the capital S self wants to manifest. Mm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. maybe you can take us back a little bit to, you know, where you were before maybe you landed on that page and what were some of the pages before that page that you were flipping? Um, you mentioned to me about your, your studies in world religions, mm -hmm. and then you came from a Catholic background and then um, you got your master's in dance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd love to hear about that because mm -hmm. what a fun world to be playing in. Yeah. And then it seems like that 
naturally led you to this yogic path. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if you, if you were feeling you like you were in that alignment with your higher self during the the dance phase. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. You know, the dance, um, you know, I just came in with it. Uh, apparently my mother said that, you know, when I was less than nine months, I was running around and I guess that's pretty young to be on your feet running around. Um, so I was always kind of, I was always moving. Um, so I had that, that was, that was programmed into me somehow. And, uh, and that became, and I, I was very actually quite shy and, um, and introspective when I was young, younger. And so dance really gave me an outlet for being able to express myself uh, because I could act and I, I could play and uh, I could express myself in ways on stage that I couldn't express myself, um, you know, with in personal relationships or anything like that. So it wasn't, it was a, it was a big outlet for me. It's a big nonverbal yes. channel of expression. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I was always interested. I always knew that there was something bigger than me out there and mm. couldn't really put my finger on it. And the way I kind of, the way I uh, gravitated towards it when I was younger was I just would climb trees and watch the sunset. And that was in nature. Uh, nice. Nature was my way of, of, of moving towards that, which was mm. ineffable, but kind of something I could feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Suppose for for all of us, there there's something innately, inherently present that is that higher self, and some of us call it God, or some of it call us some of it some of us call it the higher self, or the divine, or divinity, or and there's so many names for maybe this higher intelligence is what I'm calling it, the higher self. Um, and I think we innately have that connection. Yeah. So you're, you're pointing to that. And I, you know, I kind of finally kind of came around to maybe uh, getting to that answer a little bit that, uh, you know, that, that, that is, um, that it's, that the higher self is, is kind of gently just pushing and prodding us and, and whispering to us. And, and uh, I think it's always, it's always doing that for us. And it's just a matter of being able to, to tune into it. And it's still a, a learning process for me. And, um, yeah, and it you know I I feel like it's showed up in so many different places, and it, even you talking about you know how yoga showed up that you know it was very um, it was very synchronistic, and I think that was just uh, you know the my higher self just tapping me on the shoulder, going okay this way this way come, mm. come with me this way. So how do you how do you feel you can really trust that? Because for for people that may not be a attuned to like these synchronous moments or that whisper from the higher self or this kind of nudge on the shoulder. And there's this questioning of like, why and what? And I don't know. And I know I've certainly been there. Is there something that you, you might offer in terms of um, tapping into that? I think what initially comes to mind for me is like that just, just allowing like the time in the space and that, that word that I've heard you say so many times that's really landed in my system really well. And I, I thank you for that is allowing. Yeah. 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 And sometimes it's not about the doing. No. Yeah. And it's, you know, what, of course, what I'm speaking is what I, what I also need to hear too. And that, that allowing is, uh, 
is so important giving yourself exactly like giving yourself the space and you know i'm still learning uh how to do that and um i've been finding that just uh sitting quietly and asking questions and you know specific questions and waiting for a feeling to emerge can can be helpful um, and there's certainly so many tools of divinity that we can use you know, like cards and uh and looking at um you know, in the in the shamanic world, that we are always open, opening our senses to uh, to the environment. So, you might look at uh, you might be contemplating a question, and uh, and then notice what kind of an animal that you see, or uh, notice different patterns of uh, of weather coming by as you're having a conversation with somebody about something that's really important to you, and. So we're, it's, we're always receiving messages. We're getting messages from, uh, from music. You're listening to a song on the radio in the car and you're like, oh, oh, something about that. There's, or you overhear a conversation. This is, I mean, you probably had this experience where in, you're at a restaurant and you are talking, you know, you're in a conversation with somebody and then you, the conversation stops. And then, and then all of a sudden you hear somebody having a conversation at another table like not that you're eavesdropping but it's just something that just kind of came in and you're like oh that was for me this is like the third time i heard hawaii in a day you know mm. oh what is that trying to tell me mm -hmm. so it's uh, you know we can there's so many different ways of playing with information and playing with universe and playing with um with a way to 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 open up to this higher higher wisdom of who we are um, and I think part of it is also just developing a relationship with it. Um, you know, talking, talking with it, like your best friend, like, Hey, you know what? I'm, I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. And, you know, can you, can you help me out? I feel really lost and help, you know, having a conversation and, um, you know, maybe you can show me, uh, this is the way you're going to, this is, you know, give me, a, uh, you know, give me chills in, in my body when I know it's the right thing to do or, you know, there's there's ways yeah. of uh, of tapping, and and that's just been a, an ongoing investigation and exploration for me, mm. is to um, is to is to listen from not from my mind, but from from uh, from spirit or a higher a higher wisdom that's within me, and even this, I think I told you, even coming to the you know coming to the podcast, like I had an idea. I was like, well, what's you know, I think I want to talk about so, you know something that I wrote about recently, and then I said, you know what. I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of sit and ask spirit and see what comes. And I ended up deciding to pull a card. And so it, it turned out to be something else. So opening, you know, just being open to that information, if you're asking for that, mm -hmm. so, uh, opening to the information coming from, from a higher place within ourselves. Yeah. Or I suppose anywhere in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the card you pulled was interconnectedness. Yeah, right? interconnectedness. So here we are pretty yeah. much talking about yeah, yeah. that piece. And I remember, you know, meditating for me when I first started was interesting because, you know, you, it was almost like I would leave my body, you know, it kind of, it would go, I would go into this mind. It was just almost pure consciousness. And when I started like stretching and moving my attention into my body, which is essentially yoga, mm -hmm. I started to see like, whoa, there's like this living consciousness in my knee. Or like in my hamstring, <laughs> there's some anger here. There's some stuff like mm -hmm. there's, there's messages and there's information in the body. And I really like that point you made, you were just raising about um, almost like asking, if, is it a chill in my body or is there something my body can cue me with? 
and almost establish that relationship with your body. Because mm. to me, it seems like the body, it sort of is this um, connection to our soul. Mm -hmm. And it's a connection to our higher self because it just holds this innate intelligence in it. And it's not really rational. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make so much sense to the, the logical, rational side of the brain. Mm -hmm. um, and yet there's, there's all this information there and there's a relationship we can cultivate and just yeah, that repetition seems important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, it's it's a um, even though I come from from body practices like like meditate. I'm sorry, meditation like uh, dance and yoga. Uh, it's still taken me a long time to to really fully embody and get in, into my body. And um, certainly, the body has so much information for us. It's absolutely amazing, and it does have so much wisdom. And when there's a when I've had discomfort in my body, uh, I try to remember as much as I can. The body knows what it's doing. The body knows what it's doing. Um, so yeah, I'm so glad you brought up that point. Just and just to be able to go, well, what is it? What is it trying to tell me? What is it? What's this message here for mm -hmm. me? Because mm -hmm. it does definitely bypass the the mind. Right? Yeah, and yeah. sometimes the mind can be like, well, why do I? This pain's coming back again. Oh my god! And I just mm -hmm. want it to go away. Mm -hmm. And I was experiencing something with that lately in my sacrum, back in my sacrum, and just listening to that being going into it and being like, oh, okay, whoa, and it's like it's talking and I'm like, okay, it's talking and sensation and pain or whatever it is. But the more I, I would go into that and feel that and go through the emotion, uh, then it's dissipating. Mm. But every time I wanted it to just go away, it was like, huh, well, what relationship am I really cultivating right. with that? Right. If right. I'm just wanting it to go away, that's probably more of my issue than the pain is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great point. Such a great point because that's where I think so many of us can get stuck is, oh, I got this pain. I got this situation. I just want it to go away. But, but really, you know, the, the path, and it's also the, the meditative path too, is, uh, you know, when you're facing anything, uh, you know, just to be able to be with it, to give it space, to, to listen to it instead of try to push it away. I mean, certainly um, there's many spiritual teachers that talk about it and, uh, you know, Matt Kahn is a, is a good example of how he talks about embracing, you know, embracing all the emotions and, and really going, being able to go through them uh, and listen to them and give them the, the attention that they need instead of just kind of push, push it away. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. I, I watched him uh, talk and reading a little bit. He, he speaks very simply and I feel like it's so easy to connect to how he languages things mm -hmm. um, but i think one of his books where it's his quote whatever arises love, love that, that. Yeah, yeah yeah that's pretty good uh -huh. it works i mean yeah whatever arises if you know if you're like you know fuck that or i whatever i don't want that then yeah so it's like well what is love i mean i think it it's kind of like this attention and awareness we just bring to it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like okay I'm open to this and mm -hmm. I'm here. There's like a presence. Right. A perhaps. presence. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of the, um, the I rest yoga nidra that I do too. And it's uh, that it's just really about well, going back to that word, allowing uh, just the practice of allowing whatever shows up, whether that be, um, you know, a really crazy mind pattern that's going on or, 
you know, challenging emotions or, you know, physical, back to the physicality, physical sensations or whatever, just being, it's just the practice of being with it in a way and giving it space so that hopefully when it comes up in your regular life, that there's more space for that, whatever that is. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like with the mind too, you almost have like the same thing, but it's instead of a sensation or an emotion, it's this thought. And then it's like, oh, okay, that thought's back, you know, and maybe, maybe that's not the thought I want to be running. Um, there's so many ways. Well, I'm, I'm curious how you bring in um, this shamanic ritualistic element and uh, please uh, feel free to rephrase that how you mm-hmm. will. Um, but maybe my question is around how you, you feel ritual ceremony community plays into some of this work. Yeah. Well, one of the elders I've worked with for years, his, one of his major missions is to create community and to create a sense of belonging between people. And I feel like that's, I mean, look at our society and how uh, not interconnected we are um, and how segregated family, even, you know, families are. I mean, certainly even my family, we live in different places. Um, And so this idea of community and coming together and uh, creating a sense of belonging that somehow we lost along the way of of this this society at this time, and I feel like um, so many of the shamanic practices are all about uh, creating community and and noticing the support of nature and noticing the support of each other, and uh, and so that's that's, I feel like it's a major healing modality. Um, and then even, you know, even when I work with individuals, the, the sense of, well, the sense of community is a little bit different in that case, but it really often will boil down to uh, a sense of, uh, of acceptance for, and going back to that place of allowing of what's of what's going on. Um, so I don't know if that I, I, I totally answered your question. Can you restate it again? So, yeah, I think I think you were, were sort of dancing around mm-hmm. this idea of ritual and community and yeah, mm-hmm. and ceremony mm-hmm. um, and what that might mean in terms of this overarching topic of self mastery and, mm-hmm. and spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, it's. I think you. I think you touched on pieces of, and elements of it, and I think that that word, the word that's standing out for me is belonging at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, you know, what I, what it was dunning on me while you were talking was a piece around these access points, and there's these access points really in all these relationships we have in life, and we can go stare at the inner knee mm-hmm. <laughs> or the hamstring mm-hmm. or whatever, or you know, we can be in a meditative state and yet, you know, there's a, there's a point where the inner work and the inner focus becomes outer. Mm -hmm. And I think there's that piece with yoga around, maybe it's the element of Dharma or this service where once you've, um, you know, practiced a greater embodiment in the mind, body, emotional spiritual sense 
then where does that lead into community? Yes, yes, yes. Great questions. And I, and I think that there is a time and a place where it has to be about the me. It has to be about, um, you know, working through stuff that maybe we, we stuffed. Um, and, and if you're on any kind of path of, of, of growth or evolution um, in the becoming kind of place, that that is going to probably continue to, things will continue to show up. Um, and at some point, I feel like, especially right now, that we, we need to move from the, from the me to the we. And so that's what I'm starting to see in, in, in working with people, uh, both, um, you know, in yoga and meditation and uh, working in ceremony space is that we are uh, becoming strong enough uh, and work through enough of the fragmented pieces of ourselves that we can now move into the we and we can move into the we by for example uh more recently i worked with a group and part of what we decided to do as a group was to put out during the ceremony put out prayers to to specific people and to the collective um, and that felt really really great and i feel like that's where that's where we need to go as a society and certainly you know again there's a time and place for for you know for holding all those fragmented individual pieces and then a time and place where we can move into the into the we um in in mm -hmm. uh and, and not just in terms of of work but also in in celebration uh, uh you know of right. and going back into the into possibilities of of what this greater we can can create right now yeah totally i love that kind of makes me feel like wow you know when when it's just the me perhaps there's an element of we because you have those fragmented pieces and it's like mm -hmm. it's not just me there's all these parts and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> once you gather them up and there's this yeah. kind of integration process of that yeah. uh the we maybe maybe the fragmented pieces become people mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and yeah the the community element yeah it's it's just vital i think i think in a lot of ways this idea of flipping competition to collaboration is just really powerful yes. because why why are we i mean there's yes. a level of competition that makes perhaps some sense but i mean there's so much that people can offer mm -hmm. why not support one another mm -hmm. in that and if if they're if people are potentially competitors what if they were collaborators? Like right. how much more abundance could you share? And if you, right. if you really had the abundance over this person anyways, would it be that fun no. without them? Probably right. not. Right. Yeah. That, and I'm so glad you spoke to that. Cause it's really, um, I've been really feeling into that and starting to look at ways of creating community events that will bring in everybody's actually i'm getting chills i'm talking about it uh, bring in everybody's uniqueness so that each person maybe in a community event brings forth something and it could be you know it could be an evening it could be you know like a week long of of you know retreat or something like that i'm not quite sure about mm. how how to you know about the practicalities of that but but there's um but there's a real excitement and interest in, in, oh, let's see, let's, let's do some kind of community event and let's have Keenan do, you know, um, half hour 
readings about what's up for this person at this time and let's have so-and-so do this and let's have so-and-so do that and let's have so-and-so do that so that we all share our our gifts with each other in in a in a setting and um it's interesting because uh, i'm sure you're probably aware of the gene keys i just looked up recently my gene key uh purpose what i'm here to do and part of it is is creating um instead of uh, working with group dynamics but as a instead of hierarchy it's around the word that was created by the person who came through the gene keys came through was uh i think it's synarchy synarchy hmm. which is uh, the synergistic uh bringing in the synergistic qualities of everybody in their in their strengths hmm. and uh and then also part of the uh, part of my purpose is also helping people move through times of great transition, something like that. Mm. So I thought, oh, that's what I'm doing already. I'm glad that's, <laughs> that's, in, that's in some kind of chart somewhere. But, <laughs> Isn't it so amazing to feel activated in those keys? Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because it, it's like, well, how do you know it's true? And it's, it's the same really concept as astrology with this birth info. Um, and I like to equate that, I guess, you know, like what is true? What's true in these different aspects of the chart? Well, with the gene keys, for example, like, and maybe I might just ask you, like, how do you know it's true? You know, because you can feel it. Yeah, you can feel it. And I look at what I've been doing and it's pretty, pretty close to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, There's something There's, going on. Yeah. Usually the shadow piece is like, whoa, been there. Yeah. And so, because yeah. we all experience that element yes. of it. Yes, yes. I think, I think he talks about collectively, we're not, mm -hmm quite in the acidic level where like we're working on our gifts and we're mm. working on owning the shadow and, the, mm. and working on owning the shadow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Without that, it's, it's difficult to move into that acidic yeah, expression, yeah. Mm -hmm. which for, th for those that don't know, city or acidic is, is essentially the a frequency of, of the divine is mm -hmm. what I understand mm -hmm. how he puts it. Yeah. The most kind of in, enlightened uh, manifestation of, of who you are. Yeah. The city. Mm -hmm. S I D D H I. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So there's some really beautiful tools that you've shared. Um, maybe bringing it back to um, this thing that you usually, I think you've shared a few times in groups where um, it's like the, the shamanic tools of sound, uh, light. Yes, yes. And I feel like mm -hmm. this, yeah. you you know, just sharing that piece maybe for, for listeners would be really yeah. powerful and maybe give them a, a gateway or like a kind of peer into mm. some of the work you're doing with individuals, mm. groups. Yeah. So uh, in some shamanic traditions, there are four, four tools that we have, and it is uh, sound, breath, light, and intention. And so we can use those four tools and, and they seem maybe not very, um, let's see, 3D reality, but actually they are, um, they are quite powerful tools that we have access to uh, just from, from ourselves. We don't have, there's nothing outside of ourselves that we need to access that. So in, in other words, we can use, uh, there's a particular shamanic, tool it's such a simple one that I, I often like to start when i work with people is just this uh this 
understanding what your where your address is in the universe so it is uh and it's just about your about presence and being here and it's using a bright electric blue line of energy uh that's vertical that is horizontal and then there's one coming uh, in front of you as far as you can possibly imagine through your heart and all the way behind you so there's a long a, a line all the way through the center and from the sky to the earth and all the way from the left to the right, crossing the intersection of the heart and then forward in front of you as far as you can imagine and all the way behind your heart. And it's just, and you basically just say, uh, here now I am, now I am here. And it's using that you're using a visualization of bright electric blue light and you're using the power of your voice and sound to, to state that and you're using your intention so you've got those you've got those three things uh, maybe the, maybe you're using the four things too but you're using a number of those elements as you do that very very simple exercise and it's it's so simple but it's 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 quite powerful it's very powerful yeah 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 because we there's usually some visualization techniques that ground you into the earth mm -hmm. and that piece of doing the third element of the the z-axis Mm -hmm. combined with the horizontal vertical is like, whoa, it mm -hmm. just presence. Yeah. So if you're feeling mixed up and you're like, whoa, the world's turning like crazy and I yeah. need some grounding, I find that that is. Yeah. And certainly, so thanks for sharing. That. Yeah. Certainly I've been getting my toolbox out every morning these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More needed than usual. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And I, I really do want to just speak to that for a moment that, uh, you know, it, it, it is, you know, these times can be so intense um, for so many reasons. And, you know, just that whatever, whatever tools that you have access to in terms of uh, continuing to maintain a connection to source or spirit <clears throat> or your higher self and, um, and grounding are, I think are, are vital during these times. Yeah, it can yeah. be so simple and we want to figure out so much just to bring it back to this presence mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, and I feel like that's, you know, I think that's what you are able to offer um, well in the world because of your experience. I think it, as experience goes on, it seems the things that seem so complicated boil down to something simple in a package. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe there's complexity within, yeah. but we don't always need to go there. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, and, and we are so, uh, we're so blessed right now because we do have so many so much access to so many uh, amazing modalities um you know from uh you know we have the old the old good good old standards ancient ones of yoga and meditation and then there's you know the shamanic uh practices um there's there's working with you know there's astrology and there's human design and there is reiki and massage and there are you know so many uh, ways that we can really find our navigate our way through these through these times um you know there's just incredible amount of ways that we can do that and uh we're so so blessed to be able to it's just a matter of taking even a few minutes every morning to to touch in on those places yeah it seems um pretty poignant or relevant that there's a pisces full moon right now we're talking about all this connection <laughs> pathways to spirit and everything because right. that's what pisces is to me really this like non-dual state of consciousness this connect connection to oneness and all that is um and there's there's 
for to me a Pisces full moon would really be a, a, about finding ways of connecting to that mm. um, and finding the pathways and, and enjoying them um, connecting deeply emotionally perhaps to a sense of spirit um, to the the larger energy weaving through everything um, and and I think another piece that came up with you talking was this part of oh wow, I'm getting chills about the groups and that's another that's kind of to bring it full circle with like following the body I mean that, that's something that happens to me when I have an idea or I maybe I'm connecting in and I'm, I'm trying to create something new or find um, yeah create something new find a, a new pathway to what it is that I'm desiring wanting to create in the world um, in that that you know the chills the sensation up the spine that's an that's one that always gets me mm-hmm. um so following that for whatever for whatever it is for you i think is it's really a great yeah great piece yeah and i just want to say one other thing about that is that um you know it's more energy um is it is i start to maybe attune myself more and, and feel more energy that uh it's helpful to continue to remember that everything that we're experiencing, it's, it's not, not to identify with it and it's not mine. Um, it's really spirit moving, moving through us. And it's the, you know, being, being blessed that, that spirit is moving through us in a particular way. And, and that just the, you know, kind of like the overarching, um, Thing to always keep in in uh, upfront in my consciousness and upfront in our consciousness is that we are all we we are all spirit we are all interconnected we are all divine everything is divine and so am i everything in this energy the the energy that moves through us the wisdom that moves through us the love the compassion the, the, all these things that move through us and even even on the other side of the spectrum, even even the hate and you know even the the challenge. I mean, everything that moves through us is, it's not to call our own. It is the way the divine is moving through us to have us experience life in a particular way, um, and to uh, to not claim it as ours, not to identify with that. Um, is an is is an important thing to to keep in mind yeah i really appreciate you sharing that piece yeah yeah, it's that one was a big uh for me at least i'm still constantly learning and but there's a part of identifying with certain elements of my experience that i had been just you just get feel caught in that it's like who i am and it's there's this heaviness um with claiming certain things that are just running through us Mm -hmm. um so yeah, it's a great it's a great reminder for me and probably lots of people. <laughs> um, well, I am saying it because I need to need to remember it as well. Yeah, yeah that's how it works. Yeah, it's always yeah. that sacred mirror. Yeah. Um. So as we wrap up, perhaps, um, I guess I'm I'm just kind of wondering about maybe, um, what's on the horizon for you? Uh, what your you know, working on or focusing on, um, and yeah, let's just go with that for now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's such an it's an interesting interesting that you brought that up because uh, I have decided to mostly clear uh, not the whole month of September, but to um, to allow my um, part of what I'm feeling like 
is needing to have this nervous system needs to come to a particular kind of equilibrium because there's been a lot of energy moving through it and so to give myself time and space for that process whatever whatever that means and to um but i'm also feeling i'm kind of feeling on the horizon there's been things that have been on the back burner for a long time um waiting for uh, maybe a more exact form of how i show up in the world but uh but for example, I'm feeling like, oh, you know, it's it's time to to put together a, a website that's updated, you know, thing, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm feeling like um, those two things. And, and, you know, also just continually listening to uh, um, two things, listening to the inspiration as it shows up, and then and then making the move to, to, uh, to put those to put it in, in into play. Mm. So often what'll happen is um, there'll be just a, an inspired movement to do something. And then, and then a creation will unfold because of that mm-hmm. in the 3d world. That's not always practical because you need to have things out, you know, a few months, but at least, but uh, that's just kind of this pretty much how I've been operating. So, um, so there's that aspect of it. And yet at the same time, um, I, I have a tendency to want to wait till things are kind of more in place to do, to step forward. So, so uh, I'm feeling like I, I need to just to take, to bite the bullet and uh, to put something out there in terms of just uh, my, my presence in terms of the website of, of updating that. And just to listen to what, listen to the inspiration uh, as it shows up and following. And then also one day, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I asked, I just asked the question of how, like, how can I be of service? And I got a call from an old client and she wanted to do some work together. And I thought, okay, well, you asked for it and here it shows up. So you, you say yes, you, you must say yes. Mm. So I'm also just paying attention to the requests and what, what shows up and, and following that. Nice. Yeah. But in terms of like a big grand plan in terms of where I want to go and where I want to be, I don't, I don't have that at the moment. Um, I'm feeling much more uh, just opening up to uh, opening up to, to what wants to show up and opening up to what kind of inspirations come through. Yeah. I'm glad you you, you mentioned that piece about the nervous system, especially. I mean, that's, I think so many of us have these nervous systems that are don't necessarily get a break. And there's been times where I'm like, I just, you know, I resist and rebel my phone and those moments where we can really, even if it's just 24 hours to just do a tech detox and just let the nervous system not be stimulated by blue light and all the information. Um, I think that goes a long way. And I feel, it seems like you've been taking some nice trips into nature and, yes. and getting that. Yes. And I can course. feel that yeah. in your system. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally doing it. And of course, as soon as I do it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I would like some more. Yeah. <laughs> please. Totally. There's so. so much the earth has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Is I guess that the last question I'm, I'm kind of feeling pull to ask you, and then perhaps we can, you can share a little bit about maybe how people can reach you and, and what your offerings are. Um, is this this piece around your work, particularly around sitting with elders? Mm. And is is there anything? And I think I may have asked you this uh, maybe a couple months ago, but is there anything that feels ripe for sharing or or um, you know, yeah, just passing along as far as yeah. because I feel like we're you know the, there's such an amazing 
uh, body of wisdom that we don't typically get. You know, we we don't have quite the connection to, to the older folks. Yeah. And if there's something you can share around, you know, sitting with some of the elders, I'd, I'd love to hear. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, um, it's funny. I just went to, um, to visit uh, a dear friend uh, in Crestone who, who turned 90. Mm. It's his 90th birthday party. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, in terms of elders, I don't know if you're talking specifically about shamanic elders or are you talking about like just elders in general? Well, I suppose since you brought up both, we could, you know, yeah. the question could be mm-hmm. for both. Yeah. I think that, you know, that the, the, just in general, the beauty of, of acknowledging our elders is, um, they, I mean, think about the amount of years they've experienced that, I mean, for so, for many of them, they have so much wisdom and, you know, I'm even looking at my, uh, even looking at my, my mother, you know, who, um, who I can see how, how she's, I know how she's changed in the last few decades and how she's relaxed a little bit and has softened and, you know, just seeing that, that process in her. And, uh, um, you know, and, and for example, for, um, for this person I'm talking about the 90th birthday, he, he is available, but he doesn't force himself on others but he just quietly is available. Mm. And that's such a beautiful teaching in, in and of itself, mm. you know, just, just simply being available and just seeing, seeing who comes, who, show, who shows up. Yeah. Like there's not much you really have to do no to impress me or there's, prove anything. Right. It's just, we're just here. And right. Yeah. There's no, there's no proving. And, um, and I'm, I'm fascinated by his relationship with death and how he's very consciously, stepping into knowing you know moving into that process of of dying and Mm -hmm. so that's been a big teaching for me in terms of the shamanic elders that i've worked with uh one thing um one of them has has really shown me uh a world of possibility that i didn't see before before working with him and and how uh, and how we are really co-creating our experience and our, our, our reality and, and others that I've worked with have, have shown me that, um, that there is, I'm such a very, I'm going to start with a very simple thing that we have so much support around us. Each one of us, we have not just the support of the earth and nature, but the support of, even if you're, even if you're lonely, you have the support of, uh, you have the support for most, most of us are, are blessed enough to have a support of a house and to have a support of, of food to eat. Uh, and, and then just to acknowledge that support and then the support of the unseen support that we have that, um, that I really do feel like we do have uh, unseen support that is, that is gently, gently guiding us. Totally. And it's, you know, if you don't have to necessarily believe that, but you know, if we can choose to believe whatever we want, um, that would be an interesting belief to adopt if you haven't already, because, uh, you know, just to be open to that. But not only that, I mean, the air, the air that we breathe, just the sun that's, you know, we wake up every morning and the sun is still doing its thing. And uh, lucky for us, <laughs> you know, so even if you don't feel like you have a lot and, um, you know, certainly these times can be so, so very challenging for, for some that, you know, if we can at least acknowledge the things that we do have and, uh, you know, the, the support around us, 
uh, that is a big shamanic um, principle, I guess, is just acknowledging and no noticing and recognizing the support that we have. And that, that's, a, that's mm. a huge one. Thank you for sharing that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we could, we could use hearing that um, appreciation, gratitude, mm -hmm. acknowledging what's here, not, not necessarily looking to what isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, the sun has been a big one for me. Just, whoa, how much I can get from the sun, just mm -hmm. even if it's 15 minutes. It's an and just, amazing. Just taking it in, it's like, oh my God, it feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. And if I miss that, actually, it's it, days that I miss that. I'm like, whoa, my mood's different. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, just it's simple things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else you might want to add to to our conversation here before? Oh, well, I'm trying to think of um, in terms of, let's see, you asked me the last question and see if I can add to that at all uh, about the sh sh the elders yeah, messages from the elders yeah. and just uh, well, sharing maybe what you've, yeah. even if it's a, it, it's an experience of feeling, like the transmission from sitting yeah. with them. So the transmission from sitting with them is is that uh, the, uh, the generosity of spirit is uh, one of the transmissions, um, the availability, the non-pretentiousness, the, um, you know, just ordinary, down-to-earth, um, available, generous, um, sharing, quality. Um, you know, the, the, the phrase, everything is divine and so am I, um, everything is sacred and so am I, those phrases come from, from some of the shamanic elders I've worked with. So those are always very, very, uh, very good things to keep in mind <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah nice mm -hmm. all right so um it's been wonderful talking to you it always is we yeah get to talk about the the depth i find that with my scorpio friends that yeah. i get to talk about all the things transformation and, right. de and the deep parts of um our experience and um yeah just i really appreciate you mm. um what you're doing in the community and, and what you offer in the world, just your presence even. Mm. Um, thank you. Mm, thank you, Keenan. Yeah. yeah. It's really a pleasure and, and an honor. And it's, it's so awesome to see you in your element. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I've been having fun with this. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I guess what I might ask is if you feel inclined to share something else about your offerings or how people might reach you do you want them to yeah, maybe call yeah. you directly we'll definitely yeah. have some links up for you as well yeah sure yeah some yeah. links um people can reach me uh you know via via email or or text or um you know through my website um and uh yeah there's a number of modalities that i focus on and um, my the modalities range from as as mentioned before yoga and meditation and and breath work and self inquiry and um, shamanic ritual ceremony practices and uh, and also integration uh, integration processes as well so helping people move through some challenging times and helping them to uh, to take whatever information and insights they've, they've gleaned and then take it into their daily life. And that's like hand-holding and that mm. I enjoy being of support when I can for people like that.
Yeah, kind of where the the rubber meets the road, where you have an insight, but then it's how do I really make this like more permanent? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting to me because the experiences, you know, experiences and um, you know, different, uh, yeah, different experiences are experiences, and really, what's important is how we how we embody it and how we how we live with it and how we Mm. make it a difference in our daily life. So. Yeah, when knowledge becomes wisdom, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful. Well, always a pleasure. And yeah, we'll catch you next time. I look forward to whatever's in the air for next time and whatever we jump into. It'll be fun. Yeah, thank Ongoing. you. Ongoing. Yeah, yeah, thanks welcome. so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm.